Hey guys, I'm David. This is Daniel. Welcome to Sounds Like NYC, a podcast dedicated to spotlighting New York City talent. Our guest for episode 79 is a Queens-based musician and multimedia design, uh, designer. Please welcome Rich. Hey, nice to meet you. And Rich, you have a guest. Who's that? She looks familiar. Yes, this is uh, Anik, the Riot Girl. Anik, she had interviewed with you a few years ago. Yes, I, I had the longer hair and darker, uh, so I cut my hair. And uh, yeah, so I told you my life story. So now it's his turn. So we, we have music projects together. Um, so I'll introduce a little bit what, what we do and then I'll let him do the talking. Uh, sure. So I play no Good. <laughs> so he plays guitar and he writes songs and he'll tell you what he does. He does a million things. And I also write songs. I play bass, I sing. Uh, I play a little bit of guitar, harmonica. And uh, so we have three bands. One of them is uh, the French Connection. So it's mostly acoustic cover songs. We play for uh, restaurants and local bars. Right now, we don't do a lot of shows because of the pandemic. Um, we have another band called Hell's Riot. And we have a few originals and we do covers. We have a drummer, it's more heavy, more rock. Uh, we also had a lot of gigs right before the pandemic, but that was canceled. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we have our third band, it's called Holy Harmony, and that's a funny story. So I have a friend who lives in France, in Paris, and she's um, like a religious um, Catholic, so she, she wanted me to write a song about... Um, An uplifting kind of song. Uplifting, about, uh, uh, you know, uh, believing, in, having faith in God, and uh, I'm religious, but not to the point of writing a song, but I thought it would be interesting. I thought it would be like... Yeah. You know, well, let, let, let's try it. It's so it, the, the irony is that we have one band called Hell's Riot. And, <laughs> and now we have a band called Holy Harmony. <laughs> and we actually sent you the link of the video. So during the pandemic, we wrote the song. We did the video because he does also video editing. So that's another thing that he does. And so, yeah, so we have the link of the video. And that was fun to do. We did the, the video in the woods in Forest Park. And in his apartment, because he has a studio in his apartment. And uh, yeah, so this is our three uh, music projects that we have. So I'll, I'll leave him for the rest of the interview. <laughs> it's his interview. <laughs> you keep awesome. me busy. <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like she's just uh, using you for all your talents. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rich, how, how did you develop your love for music? Uh, okay, so, well, you know, a long time ago, when I was five, my, my mother, God bless her soul, she passed away when I was nine. Um, she had bought me a, a Beatle record, the Red Album, which was like a double record with all the greatest hits from certain you know, early years. And, uh, you know, I, I think I put on the second side by accident first, and it was began with, it was the song Help, but they had an intro that was uh, produced by a symphonic orchestra. And I immediately was like, like, you know, I just fell in love with it, the whole record and everything. And then since then, every year I would get a Beatle record and that's what started me. And then, you know, got into everything else, Led Zeppelin, Hendrix, straight up, you know, till, I mean, that, uh, one thing I do, uh, I think I do well is appreciate all styles of music. Because mm. then, you know, go, as I got older, you know, took me a little while, then I got into the, the Dead, Bob Dylan, I got into, you know, funk, Motown, jazz, you know, you name it. Whatever was out there, I, I, I learned to appreciate it all, even the world music. I got into Indian music, you know, I listened to um, 
country. No, I try, I try to uh, you know, push that onto Anik. Like, you got to listen to everything, you know? This makes you a more well-rounded musician. I can hear you. <laughs> 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 You're right there. <laughs> but I'm right about that. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's it. Yeah, my mom brought me this Beatle record, and that kind of, like, spot, you know, fueled me. Um, yeah, like, I instantly was, like, a, I had Beatlemania at five, and then that just led into everything else, you know? Because they like the Beatles too were influenced by everything, you know. They listened to all types of music, and, yeah, um, sure. you know, did, did their own thing and created their own art music, pop mm -hmm. music, whatever you want to call it. And then they were innovators in the recording, you know, and everything. So it was just, you know, it's amazing to watch them blossom and then fall apart, you know. But um, <laughs> that's it. That's that. That's it. Definitely was my uh, my you know trigger that got me into this, and I've had the bug since. So. And I still, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still like getting turned on to music that happened, you know, 30, even classical music from hundred that you never hear, you know, it's impossible to hear all the music out there. So mm -hmm. every, you know, I've always gotten turned on to something new, whether it's, you know, new jazz or new rock, you know, I, I try to keep up with the current music too. You know, now I'm playing all these like these shows, these cover shows, and I'm being forced to learn like, you know, Taylor Swift songs, right. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga, which I appreciate, you know, I don't, buy the record but i appreciate it you know and it's like i learn it and then you know like i said it just uh, it makes uh, my horizons much more broader you know yeah for sure i mean like how do you think you know the, the way people discover music has changed and do you feel like that has anything to do like with you know how their their music taste develops like now like people who are just like starting out and like listening to music now like you know kids well the amazing thing is that kids have you know like the internet changed everything because you know people have you know, all, all this uh, information at their fingertips. And uh, kids, that's why you see all these product, these kids who are amazing at playing guitar and drums at like young ages, you know, the, because they can learn on YouTube. And uh, also they're exposed, they have access to like all the music that, you know, for me to listen to world music, I had to listen, somebody had to, you know, you had to go out and buy a record or mm. you had to hear it from somebody, you know, and you had to go out and try to find it somewhere in a record store where they sold it. Today, if you, you know, you have access to all of that, you know, so it's just a matter of uh, if you have an interest in music, you can search for everything on the internet. So I think the kids have an advantage, you know, they, they, they can expose themselves to all these different, you know, wonderful types and styles of music. And they can also uh, learn how to play the instruments by just watching and learning, you know, on YouTube, there's plenty of people just sharing their knowledge, you know, and uh, I even look on YouTube sometimes when I want to figure something out and I'm having a hard time. I'll, you know, Hey, how do you, you know, what's the music to this song or whatever. And, and it's just, it's amazing, you know? And so I feel like, uh, you know, it's the same way, you know, you, you follow what you like. So if you hear something and you like it, then you you, you can like really go to town and learn everything about right. it. Like and that's a lot easier for people to do that because like, it's just there. Easy exactly. to get into it. Yeah, and then you can also, um, you know, join um, networks, network with people who are into that same kind of music. So, you know, everybody is like able to communicate and share their knowledge and, it's just, you know, it's, you have more um, access to all this information at, at a quicker rate. You know, nobody has to go to a library anymore. <laughs> nobody has to go to a record store. You know, you can buy everything online. You, you don't even have to buy product. You just download it. You know, just like with the movies. Nobody, you know, we went through, uh, you know, watching stuff on TV to VHS, you know, to to DVDs and now to streaming. You know, when, you know, it's like everything's on a cloud. <laughs> you know, we have all your whole library of everything there, media. But uh, it's incredible, but it is different, you know, like, the, I just feel like that's why I see all these great, amazing, talented kids. You know, I see these, these little, like, there's this little Japanese female drummer and she's playing Led Zeppelin, 
to note for note, you know, it's like, she's like six years old, <laughs> you know, it's Crazy. like, it's incredible. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. And yeah. It's um, the world has become such a different place, obviously, since, you know, you were a kid, you know, experiencing music and uh, like a part of that obviously is you growing up within New York city. So like, how do you think the scene of New York city has changed since from when you were like young and like Frick's for experience it to, you know, right before Corona kind of like destroyed the music wow. industry. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a that's another incredible um big change that's happened you know i remember when i was first you know starting out with my original bands you know trying to get a record deal you know there were a lot of you know there were clubs everywhere you know all around you know the new york city area queens you know we used to play new rochelle new york city brooklyn and you know it seemed like the the, the scene was you know for, for rock and roll it was thriving back then you know this is just after you know, like the whole uh, CBGB's thing happened, you know, in the 70s. And so like the late 80s is when I was getting into it, early 90s, you know, when grunge was coming around. And uh, yeah, the music scene was still strong. You know, you had the Limelight, you had the Cat Club, you have all these great venues, which no longer exist. You know, the Limelight is now a mall, you know. I don't know if you guys remember, the Limelight was like this great church that they that was a club and it was amazing. You know, we used to, I played, you guys probably weren't even born. Probably not. <laughs> That's right. You know, if you go there now, it's a mall. <laughs> you go inside. Is it a good mall? mall? Yeah, they got it. It used to be the coolest rock. It was one of my favorite venues to play, perform at, and to go to to hear live music. You know, I used to. I, yeah, yeah, but um, but that's the case with a lot of these venues. You know, you yeah. see them closing, and now with the pandemic, everything it's just like the whole music scene seems dead right now. You know, a few places are holding on. Um, and hopefully they make it through it. And you know, today the music scene has also changed. You know, now it's like. Everything's online, you know, you see a lot of these, uh, these concerts, virtual concerts happening. Um, you know, I mean, I still love going to see a live band, you know, when they come into town, I'll go see them. Um, but you don't see many of the, you know, small band now, like a lot of the musicians like myself, you know, we'll, we'll find ourselves playing in cover bands, to, you know, to make ends meet on the weekends, you know, playing in bars and restaurants, which is a big thing now. But, you know, it's just not the same, you know, like the original music scene. It, it, it's still there. I, I still think there's great music because I still, you know, I hear things that I love, you know, that that's new. Um, but I guess, you know, it, it's, it's tough because like the DJs now are the big thing. You know, you see these right. DJs selling out, you know, uh, they're the ones, they're like the new rock stars, you know. One guy with all this, you know, equipment, you know, playing, uh, uh, you know, beats and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I listen, I get into that too. I have a friend who's a DJ, you know, and I go to one of his, he holds this uh, thing called Fuzzy Land out in California. It's like a private thing, almost like Burning Man, but not to that extent. It's yeah. more like for people, just never, you know, his name is Tom Rothrock. Uh, he produced, uh, he's discovered Beck and Elliot Smith. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But he produced my first record with a band called yeah, Dogs. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, so he was like my mentor as far, him and this, his partner, Rob Schnapp at the time, they had a, a little a thing called Bongload Records. And um, they signed, they were, uh, first producers when we got signed to Atlantic Records um, that was back in 93 you know and um, you know we went through the whole thing we didn't you know you know how it is you, they sign a certain amount of bands and the ones that sell more records are the ones that get to go on you know we didn't make it to that level you know mm. but we were fortunate to go through the whole thing and it was a great experience you know and it's um, I don't regret any of it you know I had a good time I learned a lot and then I just like I said I do it for the love of it not for I don't really worry about fame you know and fortune it's more just you know like when you're passionate about your art that's all it drives. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, 
you know, I, I tend to like just that's you know, I, of course it would be nice to have, you know, uh, the comfort of being, you know, having success and fame, but I'm not, it's not, it's not what fuels me. You yeah. know, sometimes I say like a lot of these bands, when they get big, then they lose their creativity, you know, because <laughs> right. I like, they, they, you know, so, so hopefully I keep and getting better as I get older, like, you know, like wine, I just get better. <laughs> but like, I mean, like, like you said in the, in the intro, like you're not just a musician, right? You, no. you do I'm an artist, like a yeah. visual artist. Um, I do, uh, you know, I paint, you know, when I went to college, I went to FIT and I, I went for illustration and this is about the time when the first computer came out. So <laughs> what, what happened was, you know, I, I was, I, I was an, a traditional illustrator because I had a gift. I got scholarships to SVA, uh, scholarship to Parsons, to Pratt, and I ended up going to FIT because wow. that's all I can afford, you know. Was, uh, I was uh, kind of on my, you know, I was young, but that was all I can afford because all the other schools were very expensive. Even with the scholarships, they were super expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the scholarship afforded one semester, you know, and then the rest was had to come out of loans, which, you know, I dreaded doing because, you know, you don't, you don't want to come out owing all this money. But FIT was a really great experience, and when the computer came out, I bought the first, you know, whatever it was, it was like a little small, the Mac came out with the to SI, I forget what it was, but anyhow, you know, I started and I remember like, to fill it in, you know, if you drew like a square and you wanted to fill it in, you hit, you know, fill and it would take like 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> so today, no, seriously, it's like you would get frustrated, but like, I can't wait for this. You know, but that's how, and I stuck with it and that's how I got into, you know, then I led into my careers, uh, graphic design, which then led to me to motion graphic design. I do like, you know, motion graphics. That's my main thing right now, you know, and I, but I, I'm able to do print work, um, I design logos, you know, the whole spectrum. So I call myself a multimedia artist because on top of that, I also do the audio thing, you know, and, and the video thing. So I shoot videos, edit them, and I also record, you know, I can rec- I've recorded my own uh, records for the past 15 years. I've been doing my own records, you know, my CDs. Wow. And I record, do some record other artists, you know. I sent you a link of all the stuff, you know, products mm-hmm. that I've worked on. But, um, yeah, you know, so like I, I consider myself a multimedia artist. I mean, I've been... Since a kid, I've been, you know, that, that's been my escape being creative. You know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, I get lucky and I get these great paying gigs, but, you know, like I had a good run with a company called Deluxe. Um, I was, um, they, they had bought another company I worked for called Blink, and it was all uh, post production work doing, um, I was, the, I designed the menus for the, you know, Blu ray discs and DVDs. So when you put in the B, you know, the Blu ray discs, those menus that come up, and you know what I mean, I, that's what I do, you know. And I had all A-list clients like Sony, you know, HBO, That's uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I had a good 10 year run with that. And then what happened was, you know, the streaming thing happened. So now nobody's buying physical copies. So they closed our department down in New York, you know, and then that was about 2017 that happened. Damn. So then I, yeah, so I was, you know, I start, so started hunting for work again. And then I realized, you know, everybody I went on interviews, like you have to, beef up your portfolio because I had to learn the new technology because it changes so fast today. You know, like all the, you know, the effects, the plugins, the way things work and, the, you know, just, it's like constantly evolving and at a fast rate, you know? And so that's been my, my, I've been trying to get back into courses, which I will be going back, you know, to beef up my portfolio. And then in the meantime, I've been freelancing, you know, just doing whatever I can do, you know, producing, uh, doing motion. I, I work for like a, a independent um, documentary film company. They hire me to do little animations, you know, and, and all it's, it's like a lot of different jobs right. all together. that keeps me afloat, but yeah. it's not like that. Lug- I don't have the luxury of the steady paycheck, which, yeah. you know, is, you know, every week, you know, you, it makes life, every artist knows. <laughs> it makes life interesting. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was say, like, yeah, it, it's like it's, it's easier when that and it's easier to do your taxes. <laughs> My taxes <laughs> are faster right now for the last two years, you know, because I get like some people don't send me 1099s and then, you know, they report it a year later. It's like it's very like, you know, it's like a, it's all over the place. Like with the yeah. steady job, you know, there's one income, one place where your taxes are being taken out. Okay. So, you go to HR block and everything's eat, runs smooth. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you look at my taxes, it's like, you know, it looks like a bomb exploded. <laughs> it's like, like, oh my yeah. God. But, yeah. um, yeah. But I was going to say that, like, you know, um, that's like really cool that even though, like, you still, I guess part of it is to survive, but it seems like you are very passionate about creativity and art in general. And you were mentioning before about how like these like kids can just go on YouTube and stuff like that to, you know, learn how to play drums and things like that. And like, I was just gonna say that like, you could do the same, like even like, if if not like a free option, like, you know, YouTube to, to you know, learn how to use like the latest video video editing software plugins whatever you go you you could like also do you know skillshare and save like thousands of dollars compared to like you know just like Going a regular degree course, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is with something i wish i wish you know i did that you know when i was like starting college because instead of like going to college i would just take in you know courses online and things yeah. like that but uh yeah absolutely you're absolutely 100 right but unfortunately like you know at my level of my career um I, you know, I have done that. You know, that's how I got through because a lot of, you know, I wasn't like, I didn't go to school for this. A lot of the guys I was competing with and doing motion graphics, you know, they, they had an edge on me because they were, you know, coming out, knowing all the latest technology. I sort of had to do that. I was learning as I was being hired, I was learning on the go, you know, but I was able to do it. And, you know, and like I said, but the problem is now it's like the, 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 the equipment, the software, the hardware and everything is expensive, you know? And, uh, that's the one thing good about when you do go to school, they don't make you pay for that. So you can oh, yeah. use the latest technology. So, you know, it's included with the tuition. And um, so that's my battle right now. It's like, how do I do this to make it work? And, you know, I know the career I want to do, you know, I want to get into the, you know, I, was, uh, I had a job interview with a um, sports channel doing the background, you know, motion graphics for like sports. And then, you know, they would send you, when the Olympics happened, they would send you away for two months, you know, to go do, you know, do the background animations for the sports. And then even, you get jobs at you know doing uh, football, baseball, and it, the pay is amazing. It's a six-figure salary, but the technology you have, you have to be on top of it. You, know, you have to have the the training and everything. And that's what I'm planning on going back for. You know, because right. it's still a creative job. You know, it's not like I I, I I seem to like stall when I get hired. But like I, I remember, I was working for when I first started out. I worked for an advertising company. You know, an, an advertising. Uh, you know, just doing straight up. Uh, statistics for sports uh, columns and stuff and i hated it you know and uh, i get bored and then i just lose interest and you know uh, it just doesn't i don't i'm not able to stay at a job like that i have to have some sort of you know creative experience in order to keep it you know to be happy otherwise it's like miserable <laughs> i'm miserable you know and uh so that's why freelancing i love but i don't like not having that steady paycheck yeah so i know what i want to do and you know going back to class it's like i have to strategic you know be logical and uh make a strategic plan in order to make it work, you know? So right now that's where I'm at. The pandemic has put everything on hold, you know? So I'm, I'm right now I'm, I'm researching on courses that I need to take to mm -hmm. follow through with, you know, my goals. And um, I'm hoping that it can happen within the next two years, you know, but in the meantime, I'll freelance and keep, and you know, hopefully the freelance keeps flourishing because right now, it, you know, miraculously the work, whenever I'm like, you know, like there's like no, I'm negative, like money in my account, 
a job will come in. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. I, I know somebody's looking out for me. <laughs> somebody up there is looking out for me because, it, like, it's it's been you know, like you know, I live pay. You know, I think we all know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. For you know, sure, we got enough money to to get some food to pay our rent to to you know just to keep ourselves going, and that's it. You know, no, I'm not, you know, it's it's not easy these days. And then you got to worry about your retirement because there's no more. You know, everybody you have to put into your own retirement. You know, and it's it's scary. And um, you know, and, and the pandemic's kind of just just like changed everything. Cause now everything's on hold, and and now everybody's experienced this unemployment. You know, and uh, and there's issues with you know people can't afford to pay their rent. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going to happen, you know, if this thing, you know, and thankfully, and hopefully this, this, you know, this vaccine is, uh, is you know, puts a halt on all this, you know, and, make, and everything gets back within six months, hopefully we're back to where we were and could rebuild again, you know. Yeah, yeah. We could just, uh, all we can do is hope and pray. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah, sure. but, then, but in the meantime, I get, to, I'm doing a lot of paintings. So. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, he, that, that's what I like about you. Like you're, like you said, you're, you're taking the initiative to like try to, adapt to like what's going on you know with motion graphics you're going back and seeing like how you can improve like how, how do you think you you can improve yourself like as a musician these days well if you're a real musician you're always you, you know they like they say you're never the, you're never you're never going to be the best at everything you have to work at it all the time because you know the, nobody's i mean except if you're beethoven you know <laughs> you know like you know one of these uh, uh prodigy people but yeah like i Every, you know, I'm always constantly like, like I said, learning new songs or learning, uh, you know, just learning a new a part, learning how to play, you know, a drum beat for a song or piano. Try to, you know, keep it's like a spiral technique that all musicians know about. You try and like, uh, I'm gonna get better, and then like I'll get into a little bit of theory, and, and then I'll sight read some music for, you know, and I, and I just keep doing that. Oh, and then as the years go on, I notice you get better at everything, you know, mm -hmm. and. Um, and reading music is one of those things like, you know, people don't do it anymore, but it really does help because then you have, you know, when you can read music, you have a better understanding of it. You know, and, and that's the, uh, I would, I, that would be my uh, uh, advice to any musician is like, you know, learn about music in all ways, you know, not just learning, you know, the, the latest hit song or how to play <laughs> the fullest riff, guitar riff, you know, learn how to, you know, learn about rhythm and reading notes and writing it just it'll just make you better and you'll you'll be more confident as a musician yeah. sure absolutely. is is there anything that you wish you would have done differently as a kid absolutely <laughs> well not as a kid but when i was like in my i guess in my early 20s you know mm -hmm. the music there was like the, i remember like you know it was, it was like all these musicians were going you know like in the 80s they all went to la to do the, the glam rock thing and that's probably when i was in high school i got into that you know, i was into motley Crue and ozzy and all that but you know, when I got out of high school, it, was, it started. They were, they were, I remember, you know, friends going to Portland to, you know, because there was a scene happening. There, that's where the whole grunge thing was happening. And this is before it broke. So I felt like I had an opportunity to do it, but I was just didn't have the, the courage. You know, that was my that would be my only regret. I didn't, you know, I stayed where I felt safe. You know, because you know when you when you just out of, you know, you're in college, you're out of, you're, you're really like like oh, I'm gonna make it happen here. You know, but. You know, I think as a musician, if you went over there, you had more of a chance, you know, of, of hitting on that that whole thing. I mean, a lot of the bands that are seen, you know, most of those guys are from other states. You know, they you know they moved there to to you know pursue their musical dreams. And uh, you know, some may, you know, and obviously not everybody gets lucky and uh, gets to you know be the one of the you know leading uh, you know bands or whatever. But at least, at least tried. Start, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that would be my only regret: not taking, not having the courage to. You know, get up and leave 
you know, just go there and sleep on a on a floor for for two years. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I decided to stay in New York and do that. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I made the better decision staying in New York than going to the West Coast. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah, I yeah. the warmth of the uh, of California and all that jazz of SoCal, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. But at least you got lucky, yeah. you know, meeting your wonderful lady. Like, and uh, speaking of which, like, how is it being in a you know relationship with somebody else who is you know also a quote unquote you know creative oh. type or like creative? I can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to add to that both, that'd be great. Yeah. Hide the bruises. It's like being in an insane asylum. That's what it's like. <laughs> no, so it, there's some good and some bad. I think the good is that uh, we're more comfortable, uh, you know, to uh, to communicate, to play together, to uh, to write music, to uh, you know, shoot videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we know each other so well, so you're more comfortable than doing with somebody that you already know. Like if you are shooting a video or been a photo shoot, you know. Um, and the bad side is that we do know each other so well. <laughs> I can say one word to piss her off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's a, like, hey. I think there's more good than bad. No, there yeah. is. That's, that's, that's a, it. <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. Um, it's like any relationship, you know. There's a lot of different angles. But um, I like, yeah, yeah when, we, we, when we were asked to write the song for this uh you know, religious uh, label, you know, what do you call her label? What's the name of the label that she has? Uh, but uh, yeah, like they, what they do is they, they release this music on a label and it's all like, uh, you know, spiritual uplifting song. But we wrote the song in like a night and then we recorded it in one day and we did a video in one day and it just happened really fast because we both knew we were on the same page, you know, and um, I guess, you know, when we butt heads, it's like any, any you know, when you have two, two huge egos <laughs> in one room, <laughs> You know, it's gonna be a battle to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we you know we always end up saying, okay, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see eye to eye, and we'll make, we make it work. You know, and that's that's the way you do. You know, just like a relationship, you, you got to bend a little bit. Each party has to bend and compromise. You say yes, dear. Yeah, and I gotta go, I say yes, dear, but then I'm really saying yes, dear, but I'm still gonna do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but I think it, that's it, why that's because like if, if there's something that you're you're lacking in, like she she can just help you out. Yes. No, she sings far better than I do. So that's why I know, like, she balances me out because I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm a better musician, <laughs> but she's a better singer. So, you know, <laughs> she's, a, no, she, she's, a, she's a great bass player, by the way. She is. But, um, but I'm, a, I'm a bass player too, and I'm better than her. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like a bass player. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, she's very talented, and we compliment each other in that sense, you know. Um, we're able to do like all different styles of music and, um, you know, we're able to work together. Um, and then, yeah, like, again, like it's like being in any, you know, most creative project, there's always tension. You're not going to get a project where everything's perfect because then it's not interesting. The tension is part of the, you know, the final, what, what comes out of the music, mm-hmm. you know, by people not agreeing. It's not about being, you know, if everybody's on the same page, it's going to be boring, you know? No, for sure. Yeah. I I guess you, like you being sort of like a jack of all trades, like do do you think it's important for for musicians to do that also, or should they just like to stick to to their lane and then anything that they have trouble with, they just hire out? Like, what what route do you think they should go? Well, 
you know, for me, I have to be because to survive, you know, like it's like all these little odds and ends that put together that help me to stay afloat. Mm. No, but if someone is like an amazing singer and they can make it as a vocal stylist, you know, like, uh, you know, like, let's say like Elvis Presley, you know, he's an amazing vocalist, but he, he had to rely on other people to, you know, to, to write the music and play the music and record the music. Um, today it's different because now everybody has home studios. Everybody can, that's why I'm doing it because I was able to, you know, set myself up with a nice little multimedia studio and I'm able to record, do video, edit, and, you know, do all that. No, I'm not saying I'm the greatest at all of it, you know, um, but, you know, definitely as I go, I get better and that's it, you know? And uh, I would advise, you know, if someone, like, I think today most musicians, if you're an artist, you have to, you know, you, you find yourself having to be, a, you know, do different things to stay afloat, you know? Because, you know, you could be a great guitar player, but, you know, how, how much work is there gonna be out there? You know, most great guitar players, writing jingles at home you know during the day and then they're playing gigs on the weekends you know and then doing shows and every now and again hard to do a tour going on tour with it, supporting another act that's the way it is you know the life of a musician it's always been that way i think like Jimi hendrix before he was Jimi hendrix the amazing most amazing guitar player was a bat he backed up like all the these bands you know and did a lot of recordings you know that's what he did to survive you know and then uh that's the you know you have so i feel like it's always been like that you have to you know, you find yourself doing, uh, you know, different things to stay afloat, you know, and, uh, you know, and I just happen to be lucky that I can, you know, I, my visual and, and my musical, you know, um, passion kind of go hand in hand, mm -hmm. you know, because they're, they're both creative and I, like, it, I don't get bored then, you know, by just constantly doing the same thing over and over. I find myself, I got this job doing this one day, one week I'm doing this, one week I'm playing gigs, you know, and, Again, like I said, for me, it works, you know, and I guess I would just, you know, suggest most musicians or artists, you know, whatever works for them, that's what they do. You know, if you get a sweet gig going on tour, you know, that's great, but then tours don't last forever. You have to come yeah, back right. and find another band. The way you're not on tour, you have to find other ways to make ends meet. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, you produce or you record, you know, you do, you try to find other sources of uh, income. So, again, like I said, uh, yeah, I think it's, 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 you just have to be smart about it. And do and whatever works for you, you do. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. No. You drink too much. No. Ah. <laughs> At least don't let anybody know you're doing them. There you go. <laughs> do it in your, the comfort of your home. Exactly. Not exactly. in the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do it behind your clothes door. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it, it's been quite a ride. That's like what I can say. And hopefully, like I said, uh, I have my, uh, you know moments of uh there's always highs and lows you know at some points things are going great some points things aren't going so great but you got to keep plowing ahead you know, no matter what no for sure how, how do you feel like new york city has changed you as a person and as an artist uh well i was born raised you know new york so i i feel like i'm a new yorker <laughs> you know and i know it when i go when i go to california i feel like everybody's in slow motion it's like every, it's like you got you know it takes forever to go anywhere to make plans it's like everything closes early i'm like in new york you know i'm out you know i'm eating breakfast you know going out to eat at 3 a.m in the morning you know <laughs> after a gig and it's it's like it's just um yeah i love new york um yeah, and yeah, yeah i don't know are you guys both from new york yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah you're like don't you feel like this is home, you know, no matter where you go. I, I may, I may, I may hate it, but like, there's no other place that I would want to hate more. Yeah. 
Precisely. Yeah, sometimes I get fed up with it, you know, because like, yeah. you know, it's just, the, you know, people are stressed out in New York, that's for sure, because I know I get stressed. That's a New York thing, you know, we're wound, you know, we're always going 100 miles per hour. Yeah. We're always trying to get everything done, you know, and it's like, that's just, that's what happens, you know, you, you grow up in a city, you know, we're like, we're all, you know, today with the internet, it's a little different because, you know, everybody can see what's going on around the world, but New York is like the Rome of, you know, what Rome was back in this time, you know? Oh God, like, then I wonder how like, terribly it's like, gonna like end. Gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, you know, no one hits oh, it's gonna end bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've already yeah. seen horrible things, you know I mean? 9-11, you know, and uh, the pandemic, no, I don't think any of us were prepared for this, you know? It's like, and this is, unfortunately, this is all around the world, this experiencing this, so it's a very, you know, it's it's a it's a I think it's a it's it's over, it's kind of uh, overwhelming for all of us, mm -hmm. but at the same time we're all going through it. And it's a very unique experience, you know. And it's like I mean I'm just praying, like I said, this vaccine is good to go, and that um, mm -hmm. they get everything you know, within a year or two that we're back. You know, we hopefully the music scene comes back harder than ever. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, you know, because I feel like people will be hungry for live music. No, oh, definitely, sure. yeah. Like and, after this whole thing ends, like you know, maybe maybe it's gonna be kind of like a cultural renaissance yeah. in like New York City. I mean, and like all over. Yeah. America and the world. I mean, I'm, like, I'm optimistic I'm that artists it, yeah. are going to be making a lot of money when this thing is over because yeah. people are just realizing yeah. like, they need that connection. All the money in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. As, as am I. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me, man. I really, no, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you got it, man. I, I hope I didn't bore you too much. <laughs> no, you're a super interesting guy. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's like, you're Fucking with the uh, Atlantic Records, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back in '93, uh, Dog Society was the band. Oh, and, uh, and then, you tell them that where you played. Oh uh, well, you know, I I was for like uh, in 2014. I played at the Beacon Theater. You oh, opened nice. up a party. Uh, and then I opened, you know what? He's so modest. <laughs> and we opened up a Blondie in 2016 at the um, nice. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a fun show. Is uh, is your guys' oh, yeah. music still available like online? Absolutely, yeah. If you go to iTunes and Dog Society, you can find Dog, all of our Dog Society. We have, yeah, we have uh, three rele three releases over a twenty year period. Yeah, we did oh. the first record, and then we did an independent label, and then we did a, a self release. You know, after that. Oh. So yeah, oh, yeah, our music's there. And, you know, and the critics always love it, but you know, unfortunately, you know how it is. It's not, it's it's like you gotta. There's a lot of things that line up. You know, has to be yeah. the you know, timing is everything. But look, I, I I'm a fan of these bands. I know you guys are familiar with the Sonics. They're like, a, they, were, no, no. they had a song called Have Love Will Travel that was big on a, a Ford commercial. Basically, they were like a band, a, the first garage rock band from the 60s before like the Kinks came out and all those bands. Mm -hmm. They released this record and it didn't sell anything and they broke up. And then, 30, then what happened was 30 years later, one of the kids who was a fan of them mm -hmm. and they were from like Washington or something, you know, the West Coast, Northwest Coast. And um, he was a big fan. He became an art director at Ford. <laughs> and then he, he used the song on a commercial. But, Fast forward 30 years later, the album goes platinum. And that's they're, crazy. They're, they're, crazy they're, and, they're all, and they're on I tour. Mean, just just, the just like the uh, Ocean Spray thing. Oh, yeah. Just so like yeah, Ocean just spray. like the Fleetwood Mac it Ocean Spray thing. A lot yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. happens all the time today. You know, another, another example is uh, there was a guy, a, a Volkswagen commercial, similar thing, a guy named Nick Drake who passed away, you know, uh, at 20, you know, in his twenties, but like a really dark singer songwriter from, uh, you know, England.
Flint, and uh, he he died um, very young age. And uh, a fan of his used a song called "Pink Moon" on a, a Volkswagen commercial, and then his record goes, you know, starts selling again, you know, and, uh, and then they're like everybody. Knows. Yeah, that's the way musicians make money. Just yeah, that's like the marketing. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, John, like like John Mayer had this like collaboration uh, with like with like Volkswagen back in the day, mm-hmm. or or I think it wasn't like a collaboration, but like he was like a part of like the whole their whole like ad campaign because they used to like pair up guitars with like with like the Beatles that they were selling so it was like a whole range of these guitars that you that are that are you could like only get if you bought like a Beatle so like that's pretty cool uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah that's cool uh, smart advertising yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, sure. definitely you gotta be yeah. creative when you're you're an artist yeah. or you gotta find different avenues to like see how you can get your yeah. work out there definitely definitely uh, yeah so is there anything that you want to end off with uh, any like last words or or not, work not, advice not, or anything uh, sure. Just, uh, you can check out, um, you know, um, uh, dog society, hell's riot. I sent you a bunch of links. Maybe you can post it at the end of yeah, it. Definitely, definitely, uh, definitely. French connection. I had the sang Sarah broken guru. These are all my projects over the past 10 years. Uh, my, my paintings are online, you yeah. know, you can see my artwork and uh, I sell prints of them, you know, um, uh, and I'm still like right now I'm doing a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing a bunch of, uh, paintings. They're more political right now just because of what's going on around the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just hoping, like, you know, like I said, maybe I'll be, you know, like, again, I'm one of those guys, um, I'm very optimistic, you know, and like, but like Van Gogh died, never sold a painting in his life, and now his paintings are selling for millions, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that's going to be me, yeah. but, but, yeah, he believed Stick in himself. your own death. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Don't, shh. <laughs> that would make a great, great yeah. movie. <laughs> and when you get caught, you screwed. Yeah, there you go. You gotta <laughs> give all the money back. <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that um, the world, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm hoping to see a better country after this craziness that we've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, all this craziness that we've been going through. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, the you know, that that we we come back together and we come back stronger. And um, and I'm hoping that everybody you know makes it through safely through this pandemic. Definitely, that's it. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, well, yeah, thanks again, Richard, for coming on. We really, really appreciate thank it. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you for, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. I, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome.